All right, everybody, welcome to episode 31 of the podcast. We are back in the studio. It's been a while, and what a night we've got for it. Oh, I hate when you laugh at me when I do this. <laughs> we have two former referees, two category one referees. We've got Steve Conroy and Des Clark. Oh. Des Clark? <laughs> <laughs> He wishes. Oh, I this boy's well actually. Look at this. First year I cares for Fiji. We're going to start again. There is no way that's going to pull. There's no way that's going to pull. I've known Des for about 15 years. I've known Paul for about 20 years. I know. Des Roach. I can't believe that. Des Clark. I know we're keeping that. We're keeping that. Right. Okay. So before we start, as always, a big shout out to our sponsor, McTasso's Giros. Stop laughing at me, Dak. I feel like a dick already. We've got Kelvin Way. And down at the fort, best grub about. You ever had any? You ever had a, a, a McTassos? No. Yet, no. Oh, annoying. Yeah. These boys are specimens, man. Look at them. I know, you need to go Don't for McTassos. Us, anyway. us fat and retired. Well, you, you're a referee and all. It's three referees no, in the world. I've no referee in about seven years. Nah, we're still best a referee. Best I don't. So, guys, how you doing? Very well, thanks. Very well. Thanks for coming on. Not you're welcome. The suavest two guests uh, we've had that season when we came in on it. The IQ is far higher than what we used to be. Honestly, honestly. That's just days. Uh, <laughs> yes. I know, doctor. Uh, <laughs> right, so as always, we'll go back to the start. So we'll start with yourself. How did you get into refereeing? It was 93 you started refereeing? Uh, oh, God, I. It would be. I was uh, in Australia for a year. Um, I had not long qualified and wanted to go to Australia um, so no married no connections so that was the time to do it um, and when I came back it was um, January I went January to January so too late to find a, a team I'd always played amateur um, and the adverts come up for the, the ref and I thought oh, I'll, I'll try that till I, uh, till I find a, a team to play with maybe next season just went did the courses quite enjoyed it um, did the at that point you had to do two games to, to qualify I did the two games thoroughly enjoyed it and the rest is history was it something that you had an interest in before, or was it just there, was there anything that caught your attention to make you do it? No, really. Um, but when I was playing uh, for the uni, there was um, a guy who played in the same uh, same team, um, Danny Fitzpatrick. Played with the same team as me, um, and it was he was refing at that time or doing the refing courses, and it was him that said, "Conroy, you you should do this." Hinton, I think that was crap at football, but hinting that uh, I should give that a go. And he was right, should have done it before. When I started doing mine, as obviously said, I did referee, I only did it for a year or two. I realised that I haven't played at a decent level. I hardly knew the laws of the game. That was something that I think that we might touch on later, but where I think yeah. that players, particularly professional players, should be made to do a referee's yeah. course as part of their like, YTS type kind of training and all that. Is that the way you felt at the time? Uh, absolutely. Um, and when I did it, I realised I knew bugger all as well. Um, but I do think it's it's quite shocking that a professional in their, their chosen career path know very little about the rules of the game that they're uh, that they're involved in. When you see lots of other sports like the, the rugby guys, tennis, all the rest of it, they all know the, the laws inside out. Last majority of football. I think because referees kind of need to know every eventuality, whereas coaches and players are quite naive when they come to it and think, ah, they a bit blase when it comes to things. The only thing they need to know the the bare minimum, I think, sometimes, didn't they? I remember when I was playing there, that's how bad it was. I was like 26 or something, and with a goal kick, and the ball got played to me, and I had a guy right up my back, so I just stepped into the box and took a touch, and then knocked it around the corner, and the ref blew, and I was like, what's up? I was like, you can't touch the ball in the box, but yeah. you have to wait for it to come out, and I was like, I've played at a decent level, I didn't even know that. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> played for 20 years and I didn't even know that. And that's such a basic thing. Obviously, it's changed now. But I think that's something that that a lot of people will moan about things. And I see it particularly my mates in my group chat. Some of the boys will moan about stuff who played football their whole life. And you're like, you don't even know that that's, that's not the case. So how was your progression? Because obviously you're saying you're playing with the uni and stuff. You've ended up 98, I think, that you've um, added on to the SFA list. What was your progression through that time? Uh, it'd be doing boys' games, then up to uh, youth, then amateur, mm-hmm. and then uh, junior. And you, you would just progress through that way. Once I got on, on the list, I'm not sure anybody else has done it since then. In, in the old days, it was capped 3, 2, 1. And I, I went through uh, each year. So once I got onto the, the list, I went, basically, I went through uh, pretty quickly up to, to cap 1. It's quite, that's quite rapid is it no yeah. quite quickly it, progressing through that aye, then, it, it was in my observer at the time um although well, there were supervisors at that time uh we doogie hope he's now in he's Memphis, yes still kicking yep. about he was one of the few that i think actually were sensible and could talk to you uh, properly and he pretty much said you're getting on a bit son so I, I need to push you so that that was I think that was why, all right, I was no bad at it, but that, that's why I got on so quickly, just because I started it yeah. later. That's quite a rapid kind of progression, and we'll go into your, kind of some of the talking points in your career, because you had a few, particularly later on in your, <coughs> your career. There's also, I have known you quite a long time, even though I don't know your second name. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all right, that's fine. <laughs> but um, it was a bit different for you, with the athletics career that you had, which... I'm pretty sure that you could probably still be every single professional football player in Scotland at a 5k. <laughs> it's you are what under 20s, three times British champion, eight and fifteen hundred. Yes. And then third in Europe yep. and ninth in the world. Yep. That was nineteen ninety-five. That's, all that's, all that's ridiculous. Back then. That's um, frightening days to be fair to you, mate. <laughs> no. I couldn't I couldn't even do that in a segue. <laughs> 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 I'm okay. I couldn't even go that quick in a moped. No, obviously, uh, before I got into football, running was my was my career. I was doing it full time. I was sponsored. I had the sort of the companies looking after me. That came to an end just through through injury. I had I've got a degenerative bone condition in my knee. Um, it probably wouldn't have affected me if I wasn't a runner. Obviously, that's just progressed it. But ultimately, I had numerous operations. Um, I was out in America for a while, and it was just kept getting on to me, kept getting on to me, and it ultimately led to me having to get bones taken out my knee and pins put through it. So. When I was coming back to, to athletics from it, I would just get to a point where I was think, right, okay, I'm ready to train again. I'm ready to really go and push it. And it was breaking down. Mm-hmm. So I had to the decision then, right, I'm not going to be doing this if I can't do it to the best of my abilities. And no disrespect to the normal guy who goes out in the street. They shouldn't be any living anywhere near me, never mind in a, a 10K or anything like that. So I started playing amateur football, just let Emily done. Well, you were able to play, but you couldn't run? Because it's the volume. Mm. But when I was training, I was running about anywhere up to about 100, 110 miles a week. And I'm, obviously I was doing it full time, so I was training twice a day, I was getting looked after medically. The volume, say, the training going through my knee, my knee would just start to swell. I even get that now, see, from at school and I'm running about a bit, um, or coaching. So that, I just, it was me, I decided to retire from it. Um, back to play amateur football, just like Steve knew that I wasn't the best at it. Um, a family friend was a referee and had spoke to me about it and I thought, I couldn't think of anything worse. Could not think of anything worse. But I got injured, I snapped, bones in my hand and I had to get surgery and I was off and work for six weeks. So during that time, I thought, again, let's see, I'll go and do the referee course. It gave me an interest. Um, 
like Steve as well, done two games, thought I quite like this and I'll give it a go. And obviously at the time, again, no kids or anything like that, you could devote time to it and you could try and push your way through because there is a lot of, a lot of time that's needed away from the mm-hmm. away from the association to, to progress yourself. Um, but no, I went on to, on to love it and certainly through the juniors. and uh, I never done kids football. I started at amateur because I thought I've played amateur. I know the guys at that kind of level. So I'd done amateur for six months and then done juniors for five years. And then on to the list, I'd done two years at two years at category three, two years at category two, and then category one. So I was I was four years in year, year three. So but again I was older and Dougie Hope, the same person, it was him that was helping to push me and Ian Byers and mm-hmm. the guys within the, the Redfisher Association. So even you finished running, mm-hmm. you know I like to run a wee bit, well not so much now, but I did for a while. And it's something I really enjoyed. That was your equivalent of us playing football. Mm-hmm. How did that feel having to stop running? Because that was your career at the time. Like, I know what it's mm-hmm. like when we played in that Legends tournament um, a couple of weeks ago at the Benz, and you did get a wee, you get a wee buzz, didn't you? You play and you think, ah, I could course, still kick about a wee bit. Do, but, but then I had like a week of my knee like a balloon. And I was like, nah, no, it's, it's <laughs> you, need, you need to remember the age of all the guys that were playing. I was probably one of the youngest guys there. <laughs> How did that feel when you knew it was you had to step away from it? Oh, it was tough. It was it was heartbreaking. I'd say I'm quite strong mentally. I can put myself through a lot, but I did struggle for a wee bit of time after that, just coping with it, thinking, how can I do this? Because it wasn't me that was giving it up. It was m- my body giving mm-hmm. it up on me. I tried to come back so many times. In fact, cause I actually remember the last run we'd done, you'll know it, uh, around the Clyde Walkway, mm-hmm. just around for golf course. Now, I'd been running this every day for 10 years, probably. I get halfway round the, the halfway round the run, and I just stopped, and walked home. Like two and a half miles, and just stopped. Walked. I can't do this anymore. Walked in, spoke to mom and dad, and just said to them, "Look, that's it. Career's done." Um, and thankfully, they were able to support me for a bit of time. Um, but yeah, it's difficult. It's really, it was really difficult. And particularly, you can see people. You'd walk down the street and see somebody going, "Look at that guy. He's got two. He's got two great knees. He doesn't need them. What can I not get something put in there? That's can that, I get his? Yeah. Can I get his cruciate ligament?" Um, so it was. It was. It, it was really, really tough. Um, you just got to go on it. So mm-hmm. thankfully, I found something else a couple of years later down the line. You, you said the uh, mental toughness. It was something I was going to come on. Something you'll both know. I found that doing the referee for a wee bit, and I only did, uh, I think it was under 15s, I picked that age group because I knew I didn't want to go any higher, but it was at a decent enough level where the boys could play proper football and mm-hmm. it was good. But even at that, getting shouted at for the parents and stuff, I used to just be in my head like, fuck off, mate. I was like, <laughs> I don't want, I just, I responded like a player would respond. How did you find it when you started with the, the mental side of it? Because it is, for anybody that's done it, they'll know, particularly when you start, it's quite difficult to, I, I didn't want to give fills when from like maybe the first two or three games I did. I felt like, oh, I don't want to blow my whistle. I don't want to blow my whistle. Obviously it goes away, but did you just have anything similar? I think everybody does. <clears throat> and, you know, it would depend on where your, your game was, how, how much you, you blow your whistle. I remember, and I can't, I can't remember where, but I remember I get the picture in my mind with the, the high rises uh, either side of me and you had to walk about a mile and a half to get to the changing room. Um, and I thought, oh, if I'm sending anybody ah, off here for a, a, a dodgy ah, head, so ah, you, you you can pick and choose. Um, but it's f- I I don't remember having any great problem up. I had that, um, and I I was promised a slashing once at a boys game. Um, that was the, the the closest I'd I'd had, and I remember doing a game at High Blantyre. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you said the other day about the wee old lady with the, uh, the Tesco bag. Yep. There was guys with their cargo were sitting at the side of the pitch smashing their bottles and stuff. So sometimes you think, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting out ah, of you're, here. You're laughing at it now, Steve, isn't it? But, but that, is, that, is, that is intimidating for, a, oh, for an individual, yeah. especially with a referee when you're... Yourself. You're out there yourself, you know what I mean? And, mm. and all that was maybe you. the hardest bit that you wear yourself. And you, you do it for loads of years. You, you'll be the same, but it, it was just you. Um, once you're at our kind of level and you've got four or five officials and you've got police walking in and out, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put up with anything. But but then, and seriously, that one where I had a mile and a half, that was the, the one that I've thought, um, nobody's getting done by me today. Yeah, I think in my You'd be hoping you could run like Desman running that thing. time you'd be like, I'm out If I had to, I would, I would give it one, one, one go at it. I, I think in my first game, I was that nervous. I remember announcing the game was going on and I thought, oh, that looks like a foul. I'm like, shit, that's me. It's me to blow the whistle for that. I was getting so engrossed in it. But I also remember it was up in East End of Glasgow. I'm sure the team was called Lions Day and they played it up in Springburn. Uh, Shelton, sorry, Shelton. And I was that scared after the game. I didn't even go in and ask for money to get paid. I just went in and put my track on and left. <laughs> I'd actually forgotten all about Aye. it. Aye. Do you know, it's funny you saying that, right? Because that's part of the reason I stopped it. It was working stuff was getting in the way, but part of the reason I stopped it was I was like, I didn't like feeling like that, even though I did quite enjoy when I was refereeing. I remember my first ever amateur game I did. Do you, you know Kerr Christie? Yes. So Kerr Christie, I worked with him and Kerr was like, I'm doing a day of the game. The boys are all right. It's fine. And I did it at B the Astro. Uh, two amateur teams the standard was honking bar a couple of players and it was really slow it was a perfect see if it had been like maybe a year later it'd have been a perfect game today it'd have been nice and easy no issues and i remember that no wanting to blow and it was the first time i didn't want to give fouls and like you talk about getting into the dressing room i remember going after it um get up and just about to chat at the door and i heard one i'm going by the way how bad was that referee and i knew i had been bad i was like i, I just got my money I know worries me. There you go. Gave me, and I walked away. I was like, I don't know if I can do this again. <laughs> I don't even I, like refing games at training. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's and I, I, yeah. that's that's me being honest. Yeah, I, I just think it's you can't win, man. No. Can't mm. win with players. Doesn't matter how how good a game you can have. You can have the best game, but you're gonna upset somebody out there. Do you know what but I mean? That's just something you have to get your your mind around. I suppose yeah, different I, professions are different. You know, whatever mm-hmm. um, have their own set of uh, problems and their own set of circumstances you have to cope with everybody hating you it's just part of it and I can say that you know other than that slashing and the boys a bit tanked up smashing their bottles I never had any ever. I was mm-hmm. never I was never threatened you get the, the, the crazy shouts for the side of the park and things like that but again I think athletics are an individual sport referees are an individual sport as well until you get to the, the higher levels Um I, 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 I was never really under any serious threats or anything yeah. like that. But as you make your way through the, the system, the teams get better, the committees are generally better behaved as well. So the higher you go up, the less exposed you are to, yeah. to anything, like, anything like that. Or certainly I always thought so. it would be maybe a wee bit different because the higher up you go, there's more, pre- there's more pressure on people. But their jobs are basically on the line, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So I thought that you would get it maybe a wee bit murphy. The higher What's up you went, you're safer, don't you? You're safer. Ah, you're safer. Uh-huh. Uh, you higher up, you're people your only going to resort to people only going to resort to violence and that. But when it comes to criticising you and getting angry at officials and all that, I'm really thinking that people higher up they, they would maybe be that wee bit more. You, you'll get you'll get lunatics in any walk of life, and we've we've all had the name escapes me. The manager of uh, 
talking like at the time. Bobby Stone. Uh, no, 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 before, uh, before that. Dennis Donnelly. Dennis Donnelly, aye. Uh, Donnelly. Was off his head, mad as a bike. Um, but you were never going to get hit by <laughs> anything like that. And you, you just, yeah, yeah, aye, okay, no bother. But like you said, yeah. in that, that lower level game, there was a chance. That there was a chance, aye. And that, I think that, that gives you peace of mind when you know, I can take abuse here, but I'm going to be all right. Be all right. Aye. There's that video, was it last season, of the, the old ref? I he buddied the ball Tell you what, fair but fair, that's some he done. You're going out with a bang there, aren't you? <laughs> but I, I know after that he, he'll have been banned. He wouldn't have left a game in his life. But maybe it's just for being the ref. I'm thinking, so what has he taken ah, that's made to him that. resort Actually, that? Because he's been refing for 20 years and never I tell you what, I've never seen 20 guys backseat so much <laughs> in my life. Not I, one person. I know a couple of boys that were playing in that game because it was doing the port. Aye. And uh, apparently the other team had been giving him like horrific abuse all game and a guy started taking it too far and the refs walked up and he was just kind of snapped and heated him but the other team went up to back the ref up and went over him so i ended up he had he had, he had honors he was all right but i just went he just lost it i think i think the one that i was more um <laughs> under the ref, there used to be a woman at Irvin vicks I don't remember her name, but she was like, she would come in with the team lines and she'd come in with your pain and, and she always has this habit of coming in just as you're taking your strides off to get your scale <laughs> your scale red. You know who I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> always think, by what's she the tongue in her? She would give you absolute torrents. I remember she paid me once and like 50, 30 quid and 20 pences and 10 pences and stuff like that. Aye. Aye, just cause you did or deemed to have another game. Everybody. She hated everybody. I she didn't discriminate then. <laughs> no, no, it, no, it was just degrees of contempt <laughs> yeah. that she had. Yeah. You both refed at the juniors, which is most of our listeners, that's what they're interested in. We both played, obviously, and Des, I remember you refereeing me quite a few times. How did you find, because you weren't there for very long going through the juniors. It wasn't that long. How did you find your time at the juniors? Because it's it, it can be quite, particularly back then, it'd have been a bit more... Real, that was when aye, it was a real juniors. Aye, no so it, much now. Aye, and it was, uh, I was in Ayrshire, and it was before everybody joined up. It was... Most of it was all right. Some of it was absolutely nuts. Um, my quickest ever sending off was 50 seconds, and that was uh, Auchinleck Cumnock. Ah, um, and again, it was at, uh, it was at Cumnock this time. I think it was a, a cup game when the, the police came, the, the paddy wagons came, because there was people throwing, not just stones yeah. and stuff, they were throwing slabs of concrete uh, at each other, um, and people elbowing folk in the, the face and all the rest of it. Now that that was watered down compared to the old days in inverted commas, people before me. Yeah. But I did think, my God, this this is crazy. And I know that's the, the audience that we're playing to, but I must admit when I did my last uh, junior game uh, at Glen Afton, that was my favourite junior game. <laughs> <laughs> Although I can't remember the, the name and I, I, I wish I could. As a guy who just done my tits in the whole time I was doing the juniors. He was the last one I sent off in the, the juniors, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> Did you know it was your last game? Oh, I, 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 I got it. <laughs> the guy never put it onto. He <laughs> didn't know what was coming. <laughs> See, right, Daxton, did you know it was your last game? Refs are the same as players oh, going, I know what I'm going to do that <laughs> today. He's getting done in the to day. To be fair, I remember when I used to go down to do the training sessions down at Renfrew, you would hear the refs talking and that's, you'd have people saying, oh, referees cheat. See, once I did the, the training sessions, I knew referees never cheated because they were so interested in themselves that they knew they weren't going to be willing to compromise and make themselves look bad. But 
and there was a lot of talk of, ah, you go at this at the weekend, ah, you, you keep an eye out on him. Oh, of like, course they do. Aye. But it's, it's people, you can't help them. Aye, it's like, but it's like teams in it, you'll always go, oh, mind hit this. What was, um, what happened for you, Pete, to begin into the seniors? Did you get approached a spell before it happened or was it kind of like somebody said to you maybe a couple of weeks before your last game, by the way, we're going to move you up? It was Doogie yep. again, said, uh, and I can't remember how far in advance that there's so much shenanigans going. A, a lot of it's just you know, mm-hmm. like bordering on the corrupt. It's negotiation and you, know, you push your guy, you'll push your trade, guy. Trade off so, aye, so Doogie said a few months before he was going to nominate me for the the big, I don't know, the, the big election process so mm-hmm. that that was the first inkling i got um and they probably shouldn't tell you before if you've been accepted or you're moving up but he, he basically told me i uh, i was moving up onto uh, cat three so the juniors and stuff would uh, would fall behind what's that process like it's not something that you know yeah. about what's the process like to go because you're saying it's like a an election in a sense and people are haggling to get <coughs> their guy forward i think it's a bit different now because you're getting observers coming to watch most of your games. So you'll get a couple to get you from the amateurs up to the juniors. Would they, you'll then run the line at a senior game every so often. Now it's all, or it should be about your grades. We know that's not the case. It should no, be about the, the grading system. You do um, get a couple of, at least two, two from I think an I official, two official supervisor yeah. before you were going on the, the, the list. When I, I knew that they were looking at me seriously, was it Troon? And you know how small Troon is. Mm-hmm. Um, wedged up against one of the, the doors was uh, Tom Wharton and Brian Robertson, uh, yeah. my supervisor. Two big hills. The smallest one, six foot four. So when you look over and see they two, you think, oh, aye. Uh-huh. aye mm-hmm. So it's either they're, they're serious this time. Do you think that you referee differently when you've got, maybe it's, it changes as you go further into your career and you're borderline professional with it. But see, at that stage, do you think you referee differently when you've got somebody assessing you? Because we know what it's like. I feel like as a player, I, it was different. It, it, does. it was different when you wouldn't be getting. You'd have, say, for talking to you, refereed me a few times. I would know that you'd be first name terms, and you would, you would kind of manage it a certain way. But if an assessor was there, no saying that you did, but like you've seen it with other people where they they stop calling you be your first name, and they they would nail it. Fouls or like tackles go that they would have done before. Do you think that's kind of something that does happen? I think through experience. That's definitely what mm-hmm. happens, particularly at Category 3. When you're going to Category 1 and you're going to the top level, then you're more established. And as you say, you get players know your routines and they know what to expect from you. But at the, at the initial stages in Category 3, Category 2, yeah, you, you turn around and go, in other days, it's a few Dallas or Brian, um, Brian Rollins, and you go, oh, right, they're watching me for a reason. So you're trying to impress and you're making sure that you're crossing the T's and dotting the I's and you're following it to the, the letter of the law. So you probably be a bit more robotic at that stage but as you go on through the through the leagues and working your ways up and you're doing all the top teams then that's where your personality will come out more and then even further when you're at, when you're at category one well, i probably agree you would only be really comfortable when you were at cat one maybe because mm-hmm. you, you weren't so much playing to the audience um but even then and we we were in the, the same boat our style Mm-hmm. wasn't particularly the SFA style so yeah. we were getting pulled up all the time because we didn't book enough people didn't send off people you'd have a chat uh, that kind of thing we, is that how you were then Steve you, uh, that was your why? that was your I was always, your refereeing your always style. at the bottom of the list for red and yellow cards um, in most seasons I get did they pulled. actually chin you the, F- the SFA chin it, you for at that at the end I? of the season you get pulled in for a pep talk 
um, if you hadn't been performing. And most seasons, I was cat one, I get pulled in. Mm-hmm. And it was always the same stuff. You don't book enough they, people. Is that because check- they get money for bookings and sending <laughs> off slot? I do. I, uh, well, they, they, they would do uh, in fines, but no, I, ju- mm-hmm. I just think they, they wanted you to ref a certain way. And mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, and I don't think that you'll, even after all this time, I don't think you'll get many uh, that would really have a, a bad word to say about the way uh, that the pair of us yeah. reft a game of football. I remember doing um, my, <coughs> my final season um, and I was getting Paul and Arthur like most weeks. I had a combination of them at some point during the year. Was last season of getting all the, all the big games. I remember I'd done a Paul and Arthur game at Dunterley and I came in after the match and chap at the door and it's Hugh Dallas. So I never even knew Hugh was at the game. So I was like, okay, fine, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I said, right, give me a wee phone when you're going up the road. I thought, right, fine, I'll give my phone. So I remember it, I was going back in the car. And he just said to me, I think I had denied a penalty. There was no red cards. I think I gave a couple of yellows. Um, and there was no, I think it was a draw. And I'm going up the road thinking, I've done quite well. And I'm pretty happy with that. No, nobody's talking about me. Dallas on the phone. So how do you think you've done? Thought I'd done all right. No, no, you said uh, you're, you're too you're too conversational. You're, you're too friendly, too familiar with the players. I think, well, to be honest, that's probably about the fifth time I've had each team this year. I've been in the juniors for a couple of years. I know most of the players. So if I, ran, if I was running by, you'd be like, right, Paul, next time, stay on your feet, don't dive in, or come on, come on, Dak. That's, that's a bit silly. Yep. And you're trying to actually, you're managing the game within it. So he's heard me calling the players, so Brian Dingwall and Stevie H. Just mm-hmm. and, and Bexy. He's heard me constantly, no, you're too familiar. And I was like, all right, okay, fine. And then nowadays it's all about relationship mm-hmm. building and talking to players and trying to avoid things, trying to preempt it. So yep. uh, that, was, that was the kind of style that I always I had. Refs, like, mm-hmm. I like the refs yeah. like that. See, they know you a wee bit and, you, and then you get to know them on mm-hmm. first name terms and Aye. you get that wee bit, of, wee bit of chat and that wee bit of relationship there with them. I always think you respond better to it. Like we had one last season, I'm trying to... I never remember the boy's name, the young boy. I know I'm not, I'm not all I meant to probably say, but he was a, he was a brilliant ref and I, I found that with him. He was mm-hmm. quite like that with other players. He would be like, Colin Stein, your feet and all that. And he yeah. would like, he would like kind of encourage it. And I thought, and then see any time he did get a decision that I didn't maybe agree with, I spoke to him about it, but and I felt as if because the way he was acting, his relationship was easier for me to, Talk see to him play, about it rather see than see that you're mm-hmm. not a robot, that you've got a bit of a personality, but you, you've explained your decision, you've brought them in right, that's it, over and done. Like, see if they call you Dez or Steve, or, that's fine. I would much rather call a person name than go, right, number three, stay in your feet. That's mm-hmm. that's impersonal. You see the refs that get the whole, I'm not speaking to oh, you, and uh, I don't want to speak horrible. to you and all that. I don't, I don't get that, man. I, I think it puts a bit of ownership on the player, maybe no ownership to the word, a responsibility on the player. See if somebody's calling me by my first name, it makes me think, well, they know me, they've taken the time to do that. I probably can't react to them because I'm seeing them as a person instead mm-hmm. of just a referee. I can't react to them and I shouting and swearing at them where I'd probably like, nah, I can't really behave like that. But right. I'm not saying it's right, but see if you, you have that wall, you feel like you can say certain things mm-hmm. that you probably want to say to somebody. Who so you is, that the route, is that the route that they're trying to get the referees you think, to go down that now? Or do oh. think they're still the same way that it was back, back when you were refing? Sadly, I think the the way it's 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 looking, um, mm-hmm. there, there are some uh, examples of, of people that I, I think are, are more like more like us, more approachable. Um, but some of them still are totally poor faced. Yeah, and this isn't a reflection on how good they are at refereeing or whatever. Willie Collum looks as though he hates 
Aye, there's no, there's no smile, there's no emotion. Smile or joy, emotion, emotion, smile, laugh, and see, and we again, we're blowing our own trumpet. And when I was saying that, I think we were good refs. That wasn't that that we were perfect. But no, prone to a howler as as anybody else. But more than happy to hold my hands up and say, "Oh, jeez, well, I I got that one wrong." But you know, forget it. Let, let's go on. Yeah. And people accepted that because the same, I, I could walk past you and <laughs> what was that clearance? Uh, um, and the same, they'll think, what the hell was that? Ah, you could go past that so player and go, here, that's honking. You're just I, having a go at me like that, but you've just uh, done and all that. that and that's probably uh, a player with respect. That's the way should be. And I phoned up, uh, I phoned up managers after, after games and, and admitted that I'd got it wrong. Um, and because you do it like grown-ups, mm-hmm. they don't go to the papers or whatever and come out and say, oh, Conroy admits yeah. he made a mistake. Aye. I made a howler. And I'll admit it, it was a howler. It was a, uh, it was a year B won the league. So we're talking about 2015, was it? 14, no, 2010. Was Johnny Miller was the, was yeah. the manager. Aye. So they went the whole season unbeaten. Right? And I knew a couple of the players and they knew me. I've gave a decision pretty early on that resulted in a penalty for Talbot and the goalkeeper getting sent off and that was the only game they either I'm not sure it was a draw they get beat but basically the only time they dropped points all season I went home and it was maybe a couple of days later somebody sent me a YouTube clip and it was it was my fault I've looked at it and I went oh my Christ that's that's honking but see the next time I seen Johnny Miller I went straight up to him and says Johnny I said by the way see that game and he's like oh what about it I said I get that wrong I said 100% get it wrong and you know Johnny could be quite volatile. So he's like, oh, thanks for admitting it. I said, well, listen, we're not going to get every decision right. We'll just try and make sure we get the majority of them right and yep. the big ones right. Which, which I think it's harder now because the coverage is, the coverage now and even in the West, and see even amateur teams, a lot of them are even uh, recording, stuff like recording yeah. games and that now. So I think for for referees, that is one difficult thing because every, every decision is scrutinising. And, and to be honest with you, let's be honest, a lot of clubs are things people post it anyway, just to mm-hmm. try and uh, see what they can. A lot of the times these things get sent in, even from amateurs, from boys. Yep, get sent into the SFA. Mm-hmm. The previous, the previous incumbent at the SFA, I felt looked after the teams more than they looked after us. Yeah, but didn't look after us particularly. No, well, not at all. Uh, and we're maybe going to touch on wee bits on that later. But um, I've not seen clubs sending in stuff. Punters in the street <laughs> can send it if they've videoed it their video their camera. They're getting information all the time, so there isn't anywhere to hide. There's no way yeah. to hide. That must be quite difficult what you're saying there. We'll go we're gonna go back on it before we touch on your time at the juniors because when you were at the juniors, that was right at the start of for both of us, that's that been right at the start of your time playing and because you were pally with obviously my brother Brian mm-hmm. and knew who you were. How was your period through that? Because yourself I remember just after yourself, there was like Nick Walsh, um, Kevin Clancy and stuff like that. Kevin Clancy actually sent me after a cup final under 13. So that's the first time I ever remember him. John but, Robertson. Um, John been. Robertson. Yeah. I, I'm sure John Beaton as well. John was see the year before. I, I, I remember him referring. So it was actually quite a good crop through that period. How did you find your spell in the juniors? I loved it. I thought it was, ab- it's, I, I think it's a, it's a very natural and competitive and it it's ethical that's not the right word i just find that a true a true level i really really enjoy real that football. real football and I, I i when i stopped refereeing if i could have went back and done juniors i would have but they don't let you go back um which i know it stifles other people's progression because they've got to come up but surely if you've got guys with experience i'm sure they don't sure let that, you drop for 
no. that fake grade no. back didn't he do no. that no. no soon as soon as soon as Steve and I stopped that was it no more games yeah. some folk at our, uh, that have chucked it at our level have gone back and done amateur or gone back yeah. and done boys but nothing nothing that. basically has to go right back to the start Aye. where yeah. it doesn't matter who's coming in no, really. no. go back to the start and that's where you stay yeah, um, I, I couldn't be bothered. No, I didn't want to do that. That's a bit, I think that's, that's a bit poor. If you want to take the step down just for even work reasons or anything like that, or your, career, your work career or your work balance, your work life and that, um, I think that's a bit... The juniors, see, what we're talking about my time, juniors, I love the juniors. Um, I think they've done every major cup final in the West End, obviously. The national one, done all the big teams every week, getting to see. And these guys that are potentially going to move up big leagues as well and ex-seniors coming down so they're getting a right good great i get i get a really good level um, mm-hmm. and i i thoroughly enjoyed it um last game was may 2010 uh, and i did all the north in that game uh, yeah. and i actually remember remember giving the decision and it's one of the ones you go that looked like a red card and don robertson was my line and ross haswell was my fourth official mm-hmm. and i turned around and looked at them and I nodded, say, I'm going to go for my, my red card. Uh, the wee guy gave me absolute pill. He'd only, he'd only been on the park for about five minutes, uh, and I had to go and send him off. But as soon as I went off, he's giving me absolute torrents of abuse, and I've got it in my stomach for the next five minutes thinking, have I done the right thing there? But thankfully, straight after it, the Lithgow committee came in and said to me, we've just seen the clip. Absolutely right. Got the right decision. So, uh, She's a referee. You must get some buzz when you know you get big decisions right. That's one thing that I've always... Is it mere relief or is it... Or do you get a good good buzz at it? It's like we've got that decision right. You get, you get a buzz. Yeah. Same as anybody when you do something, you know you've done something well, you, you do yep. get a buzz out of it. And you get a, a buzz out of other people saying that you've, you've done it well as well. Um, but when you make an arse of it, same as a player, it's... Far, it's, it's much more important that you mm-hmm. forget that and, mm-hmm. and move on to that. Because um, none of us are perfect. We're all going to no. make a, mm-hmm. an arse of it. You, you've got to forget it and get on. But refs are the exact same as anybody else. They, they're in it because they lo- love that. I've seen that some people don't. Mm-hmm. You're in it because you love football. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, you got into juniors. I was never good enough to play juniors, I don't think. But I, I, I went down that, that road and thoroughly enjoyed it when I was doing it. I think that. I think you touched right. That's the way I felt was relief a lot of the time when you got a decision right where you knew that, no, I've no made an asset, so it's all right. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to blame you. Then. Um, obviously, Dane, the, your last game being the Linlithgow Largs, I remember actually won a decent bit of money that day on Linlithgow winning the Scottish Cup. But, um, <laughs> I never, t- I was about to say, hope you only say I made money on it. <laughs> no, no, I did, I did. I remember getting down that side. Remember, it was the last game of football I ever went to with my granddad. It was roasting. You got was... on that wee guy, you get sent off, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, when you've got inside information, it's much easier. <laughs> what was that like, refereeing a big game like that? I know the crowd, because it was Largs and Lonlithgow having to travel through, it wasn't like the year before the Talbot had played in it and it had mm-hmm. been a big crowd. It was still a few thousand, like 4,000 or something, I, I remember four, that day. Four and a half, five thousand, yeah. How was it at that stage in your career, refereeing a game of that level? It was brilliant. Uh, it was probably my biggest game to date at, at that level. I knew that I was going up to Category 1. Uh, when I got a phone call to tell me I was doing the Junior Cup final, again, it was Hugh Dallas who, who phoned me um, because he'd sent me to East School Brighton, somebody, on a Wednesday night. Um, and I've turned up in the court of was like, what are you doing here? I was like, same as you, just a game. Done the game, game went fine. 
John Young was the observer, and he's come in and he said, look, he said, it doesn't matter what I say. He said, PhD's here, he'll phone you. Right. So he phoned me the next day, and he was in Barcelona. I was like, wow. You're, you've just watched me East Coast Bride last night, and now you're at Barcelona into Milan in a Champions League yeah, semi-final or something. Um, and he just said to me, um, no, you've done, you've done a great season, well done last night. He said, just keep me at the road, but look for your emails tomorrow. Um, I thought, fine. So I get the email to say that I mean, given the junior cup final, and that tends to be the, mm-hmm. right, you, you were, it turned out I was the only one to get promoted that year. So it was a big pressure on you going to the junior cup final. I remember it being a really, really hot day, um, driving down. The night before it, it was the Real Madrid into Milan, your Champions League final. So I tried to sort of relax, but... When you know you've got a big game like that the next day, you can't sleep. Um, get down early, do the presentations beforehand. You get a, a, a trophy and for commemorate your season, and then just get into the game. And the, my whole thing was just don't make an ass of it. <laughs> really, I, that's what I said to the team. We always in the dressing rooms. I'm like, look, two assistants, Ross being my poor professional and good friends with Ross, good friends with Don as well. Saying, look, if I'm the only guy in this ground that hasn't seen an incident, you need to let me know. I said, see if I'm the only guy that is seeing it as well. I said, we need to talk. I said, because I'm not making a fool of myself in front of 5,000 people and to then go, go and get promoted. So, yeah, a lot of pressure. I remember the relief straight after game one, finding out I'd get the red card correct. And two, just knowing that that was my, my season. I was actually in for knee surgery a couple of days later uh, for a tidy up. Um, but I think I came home that night and we'd arranged to go for, for something to eat. Um, I think I had two beers and I fell asleep on the couch. I was just totally emotionally drained yeah. something you said there because i do actually listen to your podcast and it's something i've heard you talk about before you're saying i said to your kind of linesman and your fourth official if i miss it tell me mm-hmm. is it true that you get marked down like when you're getting observed but if your your linesman is calling something for you you get marked down or it used to be a couple of years ago it, it was and the hope I've heard him saying it. Hopefully, that they've, they've grown up and they're in the, you know, the the modern era. When it was first introduced, that the the line knows the assistants had to get involved. It was automatic if the assistant put the flag up to get mm-hmm. you over to tell you to have to tell you of an incident. You got automatically got marked down. Okay. It was automatic. It, it's mad. Um, my argument at, at the time was that we're all meant to be a team. Yeah, aye. Um, but the the converse of that, and I, I loads of things. It was a game at Hamilton. Uh, it might have been Hamilton Celtic. Um, I gave a penalty. Um, and if, if I'm wrong in some of the details, uh, I apologise. I gave a penalty um, and sent somebody off. Or, or gave the penalty anyway, on the say-so of mm-hmm. the, the assistant. Because it was one of the, it was a, a goal kick. You punted up. I was on the the, 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 penalty the, the aye, where, where you're meant to be. Um, so when I get punted straight mm-hmm. back at the, the goalie, impossible for me to call mm-hmm. an offside. The line gave it, um, and it was wrong. But I get marked down. Mm-hmm. And my argument was... That sounds that, counterproductive. Aye, because you think, you think that they're there because they can get a different angle, different views and stuff like that that you're not, not going to quite have. So that's a bit... The most important mad. thing should always be get the right decision. The team gets it right. As long as you get there as a collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I, the... I remember doing it via leaving. I did... I ran the line for a cup final and I also refereed one. And I was very much, I didn't actually know that was a thing at the time. I was very much, I was like, my see if you see something, flag for it. If I'm too far away, flag for it and we'll go with it. I says, mm-hmm. nah, I should just do it. 
But I remember the weekend before when I ran the line for a guy, and he was a nice guy as well. He's like, don't put a flag up for anything other than throw ins and offsides. And I was like, yeah, if that's what you want, that's fine. But in my head, I was like, I would rather you were there to help me than, mm-hmm. than be a team than just be like, well, it's no, in, don't, it's, don't it's, in, it's in the name, it's an assistant assist, referee. Aye. So if you're there yeah, to assist, aye. you're there to help. And but, you're not helping the teams if you're getting the wrong decision. No. But it's, and it, it kind of galls me a wee bit. Willie Young was always like that. Yep. He would always say to, mm-hmm. uh, to linesmen, and it was always linesmen, don't mm-hmm. get me over unless they're putting the last nail in the coffin. Otherwise, off the keep me, uh, you're, you're pretty much, you're mm-hmm. irrelevant. But now that he he was coming through, mm-hmm. the uh, he was the observer, observer and on the, the committee, and now they've started saying, no, no, it's a team, everybody yep. has to get involved. I couldn't help but think. Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't he say that when I was running the line? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. You talk about Hugh Dallas, putting you through. Hugh Dallas is quite a, a polarising character in Scottish football, and I'm looking at you, Steve. What I'm is working? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is what's a guy like that like? Because obviously he's had some some big issues that are kind of not just footballing issues in Scotland, but political issues and religious issues and stuff. Where the the email he'd sent and but what's he like as a person running or running the referees at the time? Personal opinion, I had no time for the man, uh, and it was entirely mutual. He had no time for me either. Um, and I think it was because I was well recognised as not being a yes man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was more than happy uh, to give opinions on things, and and I think I will say it, I think that's why I never got on as much as I think I probably should have. It's because I dug my own grave, and I just wouldn't wouldn't and never would be a, a yes man. And largely, mm-hmm. you're, you're in the, uh, the same boat. Um, I had no time for him. Uh, total. Total dictator. Um, he wanted it his way, and that was the only way possible. Mm-hmm. Couldn't countenance anything other than that. I remember sitting at, uh, at some of the, the, the meetings, um, and he's up at the front extolling what things should be like, and I'm going to put my hand up again and sit next to Stevie Nick one time at one of the meetings, and Stevie just put his hand on my <laughs> arm and said, you're in enough bother. <laughs> so no, I, I, I didn't was, go on with him. I, actually, it's mad because I seen him up with Fort yesterday. And he was carrying all the bags and his wife was walking in the front. So he's obviously not a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw him. He was carrying all the bags. I saw him and asked him other one time. He was coming out. I was going in. And you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if he saw me, but I, I clocked him. And instead of going where I was wanting to, I just did a... Ah, one of the big swells in Kid on the phone. I hate that when you walk past, you see somebody and they pull out the phone. Aye. I'm like, how are you doing? And they pure Comedy swerve. That was like Hugh yeah. Dallas to me yesterday. He was carrying a Victoria's Secrets bag. I don't know what he was up to. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he likes to do the sissies to the film. He was fine with me. I never had <clears throat> I never had overly much dealings with him because I was the only one to get promoted that year. He'd obviously spoke to me a couple of times, coached me through it, but he certainly, certainly knew your place with him. Um, and I never really needed to have any more dealings with him. It was his predecessor, it was his successor thereafter that I had more dealings and yeah, issues that, with. Why can I remember? No. Um, <laughs> there are comments in Ed here, with us. <laughs> I know. Um, but it, it, I love it, Steve. Funny. Steve's actually a referee, so he doesn't like other referees. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, one, that one specifically. Um, and I remember you're, you're talking about uh, a game where he. Pulls you up. I did a, I think it was maybe a Challenge Cup or a League Cup game, can't remember, at Hamilton. And it was nothing. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. 
and there was other refs up in the stand. World Cup Sandy among them uh, was was up in the stand and chatting to everybody after it. Nobody remembered anything. Nothing happened. Um, and when he phoned the next night and said to you, or the same as you, so how do you think that went? I mean, do you know what? I'm, I'm surprised you phoned you because I, I really can't think of anything that we're going to discuss. Then there was a pregnant pause. You're going to tell me otherwise, aren't you? And he went, oh, yes. Aye. I was Rev missing headbutts and all <laughs> sorts. Not only me, but the, uh, assistant. the the assistant on this side, Richard, who was who was also a Glasgow guy, mm-hmm. got a mauling. Nothing, nothing happened. Um, and maybe I'm my own worst enemy. Um, so when he's talked about this headbutt, and you know what it's like, if somebody headbutts somebody, ah, there's, 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 it goes there's, 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 there's a melee. Aye. And I said to him, well, see if I've missed the headbutt, the guy that got butted missed it as well. Aye. There was nothing happened. <laughs> and I get absolutely mauled by that. See, see the see when you were talking, right? See, see between rest, there's obviously guys, and that's just the same in football dressing rooms as well. Guys you go on with and guys you don't. What's it like if you get like guys on the line or like your assistant and all that and you, you don't go on? Is it pure is it frosty and all that? Or is it pure awkward? It can't cordial. It could, it could be. I think you'll just find that you wouldn't be staying, you wouldn't be hanging around the, the change room too long. Aye. Uh, you just get in, get changed, get out. But that's just like, it's just, it's that's just, just human nature. It's like, it's, it's, like some guys work, are, it's like your work, you, some people that might not go on with you and all that, I suppose, isn't it? But I'm perfectly happy to accept people. Some of them didn't like me. I didn't what like happens if like, it was your, your line on, you didn't get on with him and he was flagging and you're like, ah, and he, they did get it wrong and you've went with him? You're falling out with him. Did you? Did referees do that? Did they like? Would you? Would, would, would you argue? But see, players like if Aye. if they've made a mistake and like the goalie should have came and the centre half skiing him it and they're having a reset to in the dressing room. Was there ever like times where you were in at half time or in at full time and and things would get heated between yourself and like I your never, assistants and that? Never as bad as that. The only no. one got close to that was a game at uh, Dundee United. Was it Dundee United Hibs? Um, I can't remember the name. Now he was was official. When I got up to, to United, it was minging a totally minging night, um, and it was fifty fifty whether the game was going on. I was swaying more to put it off. Mm-hmm. This fourth official got there before I did. Went out in the pitch inspection and told everybody, "I the game's on," and that oh, that was yeah, the closest. Yeah. And I did say to him, "Don't you ever <coughs> it's my, it's put my me in that position uh, ever uh, again." Yeah. Um, so that that was the only time that I had words. Imagine that would have been. Days you're awfully quiet. Is it? I take it you on. That was never in that. It's only ever happened once, and it was why I probably don't tell me you were the effort the assistant. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a. Uh, it was up at. Uh, it was Montrose Clyde. Montrose Clyde. Stuart Miller was a uh, Clyde manager at the time. It was a corner came in and like Steve's situation there. The ball gets pumped away up the other end. I've ran the full length of the the pitch. I've seen. Oh, I thought it was Ross McMillan, bring the boy down, and therefore denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity, penalty red card. So I sent the boy off. Um, sorry, <coughs> I was given a I was given a penalty. As I gave the penalty, before I can start, the assistant in the stands put his flag up, got me across, he's like, what did you see there? I was like, for me, that's a, for me, that's a penalty kick. The guy's brought him down. And the assistant said to me at the time, I won't name him, said, no, no, he got behind him and he dived. He's like, okay, so you tell me you want me to, to rescind the red card? You tell me you want me? He's like, yeah. He's like, mm, no, I'm, I'm going over my guts. So, 
We didn't address them at half time and I told them before the game, talk over the communication system, don't get me across because it's going to cause a scene. And when I spoke to the observer the following night, he asked me, what did you think of the decision? I said, well, I thought I was right, but I took the assistant's um, advice on it. He's like, well, you were right, the assistant was wrong. So from then going forward, I was always very, very wary of being assistant. And what I would say over the communications is, look, I'll take the hit, it's my, it's my mm -hmm. decision. Yeah, It's probably... Not the right way to do it, but as a referee, you get a gut, a gut instinct, and I, I knew I was right that day. Mm -hmm. I knew I was right, uh, and unfortunately, I changed my mind. So, before we, we move on to there's a couple of wee incidents in your later career that I'd like to talk about. Just before it goes out my head, now what I thought was the hardest thing about refereeing when you've no got linesman is trying to know which way a throwing goes. <laughs> See the amount of times you cause it. When you're watching a game at a distance, you, you can always tell when you see it pro kind of quite well. You know, at times you're refereeing, like you're right in there, mm -hmm. and it just hits somebody, but I have no clue. And I just wait to see who picked the ball up, and I'm like, you can have it. And just well, go away. you know, there's, and we talk about uh, players, yes. uh, the gamesmanship and all the rest of it, but there, there is inane honesty. You see the amount of times it is like that. It's a ricochet, impossible to yeah. see it. Mm -hmm. And somebody will pick the ball mm -hmm. up and everybody else moves away. Yeah. Nah, you can have That's that. A lot, a, lot, a lot now, I think, sorry, mate, yeah. a lot with the juniors and that, well, the west of Scotland and that now. Surely it's near on impossible for some referees, themselves, to right. get a decision right when it, when the ball's travelling like such a distance and See, they're only themselves, especially especially in the in the divisions and that where there's near linos, obviously, in the. In the top league in the Premier, there's there's linos and and doesn't seem any good. Though. No, no, I know. Well, green uh, boots. Swan had green boots on at the weekend. <laughs> mate, that's it, so hopefully we don't get them on Saturday. If you're out, <laughs> if you're out yourself and you don't have assistance and it's a it's a throw in and you're not sure, the rule of thumb used to be just give it to the defending team because all they're going to do is put the ball back in the middle of the pitch and you start playing again. But yeah, if you I... give it to the attacking team and they go out yeah. and score, then all hell will break loose. Yeah, so. But, I, when, when you're there on your own, it's impossible to call offside accurately. That. You just have to do the, I guess, the best it's of it. Aye. Aye. It's an, an educated guess. Mm -hmm. um, but of course you can't get everything right. Um, but I, I do think um, most people are, are accepting of that. Mm -hmm. um, that's, the one, that's the one thing that I, I feel sorry for, especially at our level, because obviously, as PG says, that's, that's what a lot of our audience is on, on to West of Scotland teams. I find I think it's very difficult for the officials to get the they calls right in the divisions, especially when when they're just when they're just ourselves. Definitely, Aye. definitely. We're going to continue that in a minute, but there's a couple of incidents that like I said. 2007, March 2007, Larry Kingston. You have the the racism issue with him. What happened to that incident? Because that was quite. I actually remember at, at the time being quite a big thing. It was. It potentially was was going to be a huge thing, um, and I. The only thing I did wrong in that incident was not giving him a straight red and giving him a second yellow. These things happen. Um, and uh, on the way out, uh, or the way off, he turned back and was shouting, you're a racist, you're just a racist. And I thought, ugh, I'm not going to make any issue of it. And I thought, at that time, I was married to a colour girl. I don't know what the fucking term is, but her father was Nigerian origin. No. If I was there, and I'd pick a name, if I was Kenny Clark, if I was Des Roach, mm -hmm. how do you how do you argue argue against something that you're not? Mm -hmm. How do you, so, how do you defend yourself? I, so I, I'm the only one in refereeing that could argue that point. So you know, it was Colin Hardy that was court official, so we're wired up. I said, Colin, get him in. 
Um, we're going to have going to have a word with him. And when he first came in, uh, the, the junior and he was like, no, I don't want to play. So you can do that call. You oh, can call a player in after the game yeah. and that yep. then, right? So he, he'd already been sent off. with a, a, a club official. So there's a witness. So there's and, a, and it's funny, the, the club official that came in uh, at that point, no, I won't say his name, save his embarrassment. He's now uh, a family member. Hey, <laughs> <Are> you? <laughs> uh, so that was how, how the world turns. Anyway, but this guy was an arrogant wee prick. Um, and I was giving it the whole, you should be ashamed of yourself stuff. Yeah. You know, and your finger. I, you're doing, how much harm are you doing to anti-racism stuff, the yeah. comments like that. Um, and do you know the, the disappointing thing? To this day, do you know who from the SFA has spoken to me about that? Nobody. Not a soul. I was going to ask. Obviously, that didn't become more than it could have. But he I was, was given your support for that. There wasn't any. Mm. He was given, I can't remember what it was. Was it a five-game ban or something? Mm -hmm. um, initially. And they appealed it and he got let off with one, two. See if I had been found guilty. And I have absolutely no mm -hmm. doubt it was Abramovich. Um, no. Romanov at the time. Aye, he, he was, was mad as a bike. Right. Mm -hmm. See if there was any possibility of, of me being racist. He would have done me. You would have lost. You wouldn't have left again. I wouldn't have left. Could I could have, have lost my job. job. Aye, aye. aye. Um, all of that. That was a possibility. That could have happened. He ended up getting one or two games. And the SFA were useless. You got a, you got a, Camel Ogilvy got in touch with you three or four days later. Yeah. He phoned me up. Uh, did, the boy, did the boy come out with an apology? The boy Kingston, no. No, in, in games afterwards, Hearts, no. he said, Hearts, nothing official, Campbell yeah. Ogilvy phoned. But he, and he always made a point when I was refing him afterwards, when we were out warming up, we'd come up and hug me and all that sort Aye, of that's stuff. Aye, that's just for the, that's, for the, that's, that's, for the that's, audience. That's, that's purely all, fucking yeah. photography. I apologise to your wife, I'll get her flowers, I'll get her chocolates. He'd get fuck off. Aye. Nothing. He was a sleek at horrible that's man. That's poor. And uh, the, the SFA were, were useless. And Campbell phoned up, mm -hmm. although I quite liked him, it was about, Three, four, five days later, I said, "Oh, I didn't know." I'm, I'm, I'm big. I've, I've, I've in my past when I've played, I've, I've been subjected to, to racial, and that's obviously a different conversation altogether. But I've, I, we were as a sim similar when we were playing a friendly last season, was it? And I'll no say the team or anything, but one of the players just shouted that one of our players was racial, mm -hmm. and literally it happened right on our byline. And he was going off his nut, and I was like, nothing's been said, nothing's been done. And it annoyed me that he used that as an actual, because he was close to getting sent off the boy's cell, and he's just threw the accusation out there. And the boy done it with was absolutely devastated That's that he nice. was hanging with that. And then that, what I was saying was, is if, if, if I heard one of my players being racial to somebody, then they would know all about it. But it didn't happen, and I think it was absolute, I think, like, it's horrible when players are subjected to it, but it's also just as bad when players throw that accusation mm -hmm. at them. It's not really happened. It's, it's dangerous. dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. Yep. But that's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I was just, I was curious on that because I, I do remember it at the time being quite a, quite a big thing. And Larry Kingston at that time was, and he was quite a high profile player, particularly when Hearts were a, a very good side. But moving away from that, you took an all-firm game, January, um, I'll 2010, and uh, won each game, and you done our beloved Celtic out of a goal with uh, Fortuny with that header, because I watched it <laughs> last night, and I was like, that was a good goal. But um, how was that, refereeing a game of such magnitude? I mean, arguably one of the biggest games in the world. It was 
absolutely brilliant. And I think <laughs> great for radio. You can see the hairs standing up. See that noise mm. when and, and you're leading the teams out. See when you lead the teams out. And it was at Celtic Park, so it was 60,000. You just can't describe it. You, you just can't. The hairs are standing up in the back of my neck as well. It's it's a, a memory and a moment that will live with mm. me forever. I loved it. Um, and it was funny. It's, it, I think it stuck in Hugh Dallas's throat that he had to appoint me to that. Um, but what happened in the game, just it, it gave him all the ammunition he, he needed to, uh, to essentially bin me. I never got another one. Well, he never, he never binned Wally Collum for uh, no. a penalty that he did not see. Never gave, he's yeah. never binned anybody else from doing a, a Celtic Rangers game, but he'd done it for me. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm the same. I've watched that hundreds of times. Being a Celtic supporter, I've watched it over and over and over. And if it happened again tomorrow, I'm still mm. disallowing it. But you know, nobody mentions the fact that I didn't send off Kyle Lafferty. Aye, the attack. Aye, that uh, was quite a heavy tackle. I know. Well, it was a straight red. Aye, that was quite I, a bad I tackle. Him. But see the goal, in fact, as well. Um, and where it was, it was because it was my first, turns out, only Celtic Rangers game. Um, and I'll let the ragger do say what I used to say Old Firm, I don't say it anymore. So <laughs> that was my first Old Firm game. And when you see it on the uh, on, on the telly, you could tell I was I was buzzing. I was in yeah. positions I shouldn't have been able to get into. And I was right behind Kyle Lafferty at that point. But in any normal game, I'm down there. Yeah. Giving an angle. Seeing right. it side on. But I, I was just buzzing, so I was right behind him. So I couldn't see it. I knew something had happened. Mm -hmm. But you know who did have a side angle on it? Was the fourth official and the assistant. Nothing. Not a peep. And when you see how close they mm -hmm. were to it, um, and it, you know, it, it doesn't matter. The, the assistant isn't uh, active anymore. But the fourth official is. Both officials got to. He got surely to give an all, Surely they should. You should. They should all get. It shouldn't it just be the referee? I think it gets to be do, a, and it should be a collective. No, but seeing that one, see when I'm out clearly, must have mm -hmm. been out of position for missing it. If I'm fourth official, if the roles are reversed, yeah. and I see that tackle as a fourth official, yeah. and I'm looking on it. Think he's not seen that because it was mm -hmm. it was a straight leg. I think what you probably needed was Douglas Douglas Ross being the official and going red card, red card, red card. Here I gave you all the help you needed for that. Wrong team. Uh, all right, sorry, sorry, <laughs> my mistake. But um, you're saying you're in round positions there. The the moments probably got you then, and it's because that's and referees are, are people like we said that must happen all the time where you're like this is this is a huge game. Mm -hmm. I mean. You literally don't get many bigger games in Celtic and Rangers. That's going to be so difficult for officials. It's just everything, even though you're saying you were loving it, you were buzzing and stuff, it must be pretty daunting. Oh, it's aye, it's, it's enormous. And I certainly didn't sleep the night before. Um, and as, as I said, walking out and just doing a game that's doing it. Um, it's, he was what you joined in the huddle. You just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was invited. <laughs> uh, you can't, uh, you, you just can't describe it. And it's funny, the first game I did, first time I was refing uh, at Celtic Park, the Celtic doctor at that time was Roddy McDonald. And it was a cheat that he was a Celtic doctor. No. Roddy the Prodi was always called. <laughs> um, and when he saw me walking in, he went, fine, they know about you. <laughs> um, but uh, it was just mental. You can't put it into words. And as much as I don't like you, Dallas, and I think at that point, I'm not blowing more than Trump. I was about the best that there was at that at that time. Mm -hmm. Couldn't not give me it. Um, I wish it had turned out differently, but uh, I do think it's stuck in his whistle that uh, that he had to give me that. What was it like for both of you, refereeing players of that caliber? Where I mean, that's people slag Celtic Rangers players, Aberdeen Hearts. Oh, he's not very good, but we know what it's like. See, if you're playing at that level, you're a very good football player. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What was some of the players? Re there's that you you refereed that you thought really stood out for you. Do you know maybe even 
a couple at the junior level since this is what most of your audience list, uh, view and, and then at senior level a couple of players that just really stuck out for you at junior level uh, let me think let me think um, I always thought uh, Andy McClay was yeah. me midfielder mm -hmm. I always thought I'd never ever seen him have a, a bad game so to speak uh, I thought Stevie Aitchison was an outstanding yeah, an outstanding defender um, senior football I'd done that Man, Man United Celtic uh, testimonial for John Kennedy now, and I know some of the players were coming to the end of their career did I not oh, me, me and you were supposed to be on that <laughs> So Steve, meant to be rough, <laughs> Steve phoned me and said to me, um, what are you doing next Tuesday or whatever it may have been? And I was like, uh, nothing, why? I was like, oh, do you want to do the, the Celtic Man U John Kennedy testimonial with me? And I was like, oh, aye. I was probably going to go to the game, pay a tenant to go and see the aye. stars anyway. But aye, that's fine. Um, and then <laughs> he phones me, I get maybe like a couple of days before the match. And he was swearing, and like, bastards, I just went and done it to me. I went, what have we done? What did they send you to a broth to go and do like a, a Aye, some shitey? Who was it? You <laughs> was it? You that be that. I'm telling you next time I see him on the phone. So, uh, so, so I ended up I ended up refereeing the game, and then it was a couple of years later. It was a Stellan Petro one, and they got in touch with me again and said, uh, "Do you want to get a couple of guys along that would, How did was it that would appreciate the game? Would appreciate it. Would appreciate yeah. it. So you yeah, get your, your referee team, but. Uh, seniors Henrik Larson was still incredible. He was un he was unbelievable. At the lower leagues in uh, Scotland, there's some really really good players as well. Mm -hmm. Try to think people that stick out in mind. I'm going to be probably a bit biased. I thought Jamie Longworth uh, yeah, was excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, about ten years ago, I thought still, Jamie still was strutting his stuff. Yes. Well, I, I actually I worked with Jamie. Uh, mm -hmm. Jamie's a qualified PE teacher and he was looking for some work in with a with a space. So he came and he'd done some work, but. I had thought, see if Jamie was a yard quicker, two yards quicker, he would have rocketed, rocketed He, he came for that Coburnley side that was Chris Erskine, yep. Liam McGuinness, uh, Davey Anderson. I mean, that was, uh, that was Anderson very, was very good. Rocketing. I think Davey and Liam were two of the best yeah. midfielders at that level that played against you've that. Seen, you've seen it when Davey Anderson was at uh, Queen's Park and they're playing against Rangers and he's winning man of the match. Nah, and he's, yeah. he's making team of the year, uh, nah. the SPFL team of the year. Yeah, uh, I thought he was. I thought big Mark McLaughlin for as much mm -hmm. as a. Uh, I I played with Mark when I was younger. Remember at Pollock, um, I thought Mark was a great big defender. Never really gave any gave you any bother, and he was a great servant to to Hamilton Ackies. Um, who else? Biggie Emery. Biggie came, came through. Thought Biggie was a great. Thought Biggie was a great player. Was just. I, mean, I, I, bet, I bet you he'd have been a nightmare about in your lugs all the time, but no, no. but he wasn't that bad. Was, <laughs> no, was he no. I thought Biggie, and that's just me, just. Looking at him for outside, maybe I well, thought he'd have been on your I was one of the young boys at Clyde when he was there, mm -hmm. and Dougie was just all the time in Tappy at training, moaning all the time. But his work rate was phenomenal. Oh, mm -hmm. phenomenal I just used to rate. say to him when he'd be moaning and kicking the ground and stuff, he just can't do what you can do. Who was, I wanted to know who, who was like the characters, was our big, like when the biggest characters, and you had a wee bit of. That relationship where they would always maybe don't know you something you get characters that would have a wee bit, a bit of camaraderie with you or anything or was there any like that or? Uh, I got on best and it wasn't a player um Yogi Hughes aye got mm -hmm. on him Jim Jeffries got on with a house and fire with, with aye, everybody likes Yogi didn't they he's aye. just such a good guy but he you know he'll give you pelters mm -hmm. he'll give you both barrels mm -hmm. but he'll take them both back mm -hmm. yeah um, and again nothing nothing makes the papers or, or anything like that I got on all right with most people. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've said who does. 
Oh, aye. <laughs> People. Um, the, the, only one, the only player I really didn't like was Stephen Tosh. Really? I, I couldn't go. Um, and it was, I, I think I did. I mean, all these, all these mm-hmm. teams, Gretna, Aberdeen, Queen, Queen of the, the South. South uh, Queen of the South, they used to do this comp, you know, the, the, when you're, you're Man United used to do it uh, at fouls and stuff when they were surrounding the ref and the guy would run it at, at the back and it'd be Domino's, he'd bang him, he'd bang him. Yeah. So somebody would bang the ref. He'd do that coming off as a, uh, as a sub. Um, and that's the closest I've come to saying that during my games. <laughs> but I never did. You know, allowed when you're a ref, are you? I've, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> tell strictly, not he. That's what I would find hard, like, because just, but I've never been into refereeing. But if I've, I was getting it tight off somebody, I would try to turn around and say, "You're a tajer." You know what I mean? You're expected not to. You will have. You will talk to players, and you have try and defuse situations. I've never directly sworn at a player. I've thought it a yeah. few times, uh, or managers. You try and hold yourself in that be bit of a professional manner um, i've sworn with players i've never sworn at mm-hmm. somebody actually refs but i've 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 been there when refs have said it back to players at junior and it's actually the players reactions oh, that i hate funny. they start going he swore at me he can't right. talk to me like that and right. i step back and go listen <laughs> if we're going to dish out to referees Right. I think you've got to take it back half one. If, if well, one listen, decides that they're going to give you back thinking, that, then they? you need to. But I've, I've heard it before. Like, you can't run about talking to me like that. Right. And I'm kind of like, wouldn't see the well, I wouldn't mind that. I fucking pricks swore at me. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. As long as, as, long as I, I was getting, if I was getting them it tight and they gave me a wee one back, then I, I think you've got to really take it on the I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really. fine with that. I mean, people think you've made an absolute highly of a decision. And, like, you see the chances that you've missed a day yeah, or yeah, you're giving yeah. somebody a free kick and you're like no no she's played advantage look i've seen you shooting so just <laughs> take, the, take the free kick uh, i certainly wouldn't i wouldn't be swearing no i wouldn't be swearing no, no. no. Well, that, not that, in a million years that brings us perfectly on to john beaton then um obviously we don't know any facts but the the situation he's in just now me and des had a quick chat about it before we came in so just discipline reaction he'd be looking at then it's it's no do you think it would possibly go further or does it depend on the severity of what he's done speaking out of absolute ignorance it would depend what the and i think it has gone isn't it it's gone to the compliance officer so Sorry. it's down to his interpretation judgment. i don't I, I don't know what's happened he's well, i'd let des, des explain <coughs> it to me so i think well when we, when we we get told information apparently he's made comment to someone in the crowd coming off after an SPL game, which was in May. Livingston. Livingston, Livingston Dundee, Dundee, something like that. Right. Uh, he's made a comment to somebody in the crowd and somebody in the crowd's obviously complained. Um, I haven't done it. Let's say I've thought it thousands of times with supporters and with players, but I've never actually swore. So I don't know what was said. As we said, it's an ignorance. It, right. it could be something. It could be nothing. It was just a, a, a we've read it in the paper. We've seen that a, a comment has been made. Mm-hmm. What the interpretation and what the actual comment right. is, we don't know. That's part of I think it's part of the issue is, is you get like people being snowflakes. Like you're talking about players responding like that. I mean, fans can give you mm-hmm. horrific abuse. I mean, the most personal stuff that you'll ever hear in your life. You tell them to fuck off. They go, oh, "Could he say that to me?" And you're like, "Well, it's, it's preposterous." I think I think now and always what's a lot worse is see social media man. It's massive mm-hmm. now, man. As well, see Twitter and. But on Instagram and Facebook and all that, I just think there's there's no hiding. It's, an, it's an open forum for any idea. Aye. But, and again, I, I don't know what happens, but we've, we've all taken dogs abuse. Mm-hmm. I've never once insulted or swore or anything at spectators. 
I've smirked at them mm -hmm. quite a lot Smiled. and I've made my made yeah. my feelings mm -hmm. for them known without saying anything. You don't need to say anything. No. Um, and I, it maybe is a bit snowflake, but you have to hold yourself. No, above. I appreciate that. Um, you have to be professional mm -hmm. with a capital P. Um, and I don't think if... Can you imagine back in the day if you or I had done that? It wouldn't, even, went, it wouldn't even have went to the compliance officer. No. Me and him would be getting a phone call at half past five on the Saturday night just to keep your, keep your boots and whistle you were, you're not needed. Aye. Aye. Crazy. Funny what players can get away with. I don't even mean in terms of the referees. Like, players can do things publicly and that are so bad and their clubs won't have that kind of response to them, which I don't think they should anyway because you've got a duty to care to whoever's employed be about that referees can it's just kinda be... It's kind of strange to me that they want referees to be basically robots and no yep. people, man. That's right. Yeah, that, that's that's the old, that's the, the accusation. It's always so used to get yeah. talk about getting them churned out, wasn't it? Because yeah. that's you need to accept that are human beings and not meaning that things happen as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Before we go on to talking about the podcast, um, VAR is a big thing just now. It's mm -hmm. going to be coming in. Is it after the the World Cup um, Christmas mm -hmm. time? <laughs> which which your views on it? Obviously, it's coming regardless, and I think it's a bit a bit daft that it's coming mid season. But what's your views on VAR? VAR, uh, it's not the panacea, but it'll it's it's unavoidable now. Yeah, you, you need and just at the weekend, it shows you that you need VAR. But I, I'm with you, and we've said it many a time. It's utter madness to bring it in mid season. It doesn't change the laws of the game, but it does change how. The laws are applied, mm -hmm. um, and we we've said it before. And game, you know, whatever week they bring it in, game ten, yep. uh, somebody gets away with an elbow because nobody saw it, mm -hmm. and VAR doesn't see it. And that, that's yep. that's said. So uh, one week, the the bottom team, you know, or the second bottom team, the guy elbows somebody, nobody sees it, he gets off with it, nothing happens. Um, he goes on, scores the winner. The next week, the guy, the team at the bottom, his guy elbows the team. We all uh, we all miss it. Bar catches it, he gets sent off, they get beat again. That's a six point differential. Well, yeah. but it's I think it could have it could have been it could have even made a big difference at the the first weekend of the season. And I, it's no really I've known about it for play. such a long time. They said they've been training for it for a heck of a lot. They're doing dry runs with it. I believe is it, it, is it Rangers last weekend or Rangers this weekend? It's actually going to be getting used, but not but officially. Not officially. So that's it's madness. Well, I don't know I, what the stumbling block is, Des. I don't. I, really I do don't. not know. Initially I think they have technicians. Is, I thought I heard that as well. They were struggling to get actually the, the amount and right people to run the thing, like actually the people to well, make that, the decisions. They looked to hire technicians. Along it was, it was an advert for it a that, good yeah. a good while ago. They've known about it coming in, so they know the system that they're wanting to use. I thought it was going to be a cash thing, as tends to be in Scottish football, uh, but we. we um, we come up with an idea as to taking off the, the sponsorship money in the year. Mm -hmm. In the year of so each club pays a, a different it's amount, a sliding scale. Mm -hmm. I know it's not maybe something that you would be interested in, and I'm just saying. But would you know go? Would you know go and speak to ex referees and get them to actually yeah. be in the implementation of the thing and try and get them like the ones that are what like train them up and what the. You would like to think they the would technology like, they, they and try be, and do it, but, but, but I don't know. They, they wouldn't be invited. I don't think it's it's going to be. Is it current refs or very recently? I think it's very retired. recently retired and current refs who are going to be who are going uh, to be doing it. Uh, I, don't I wouldn't. Have, uh, we I, wouldn't I, be getting that no, phone call. Wouldn't <laughs> <anywhere near laughs> we wouldn't, we wouldn't be getting that. But I mean, it's typical Scottish football. It's taken this long to come in. They've known about it. How long have they had it in England? 
three couple of seasons. So you tell me we're that far behind that we couldn't have had it into the start of this season. Nah. I think it's it's like you say, Steve, and you've used the bottom two clubs as an example where ultimately need the way it goes in Scottish football, need else really matters because with Celtic and Rangers Day, the the noise they make about everything, everything in the media is always centered on Celtic and Rangers. Think of the uproar it'll be if the September Old Firm game, either side get a penalty or don't get a penalty and it can affect the impact of the game. Last game of the season between the two teams, league's on the line and then VAR can give you a decision. I mean, that's you're just opening yourself up to so much criticism where they just say, let's just wait five months then. Mm-hmm. If we've not been able to roll it out for July or August, let's just wait five months and then everybody's starting at the same position. And it's just... Uh, it's the only way that you can do it. And I'm maybe speaking out of turn, but if I'm the, the team that's getting set, uh, getting relegated because of that incident we're talking about, I'd be thinking that you'd be speaking to lawyers. Because mm-hmm. um, it's it's a totally yeah. different game. It's a game, ch- it's a, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. I, as in, when I say Nabdell Smarters, I mean in that in the context I, of yeah. how, how it's portrayed. But you're right, it's just a team getting relegated... Say for talking, say I'll just use Ross County as an example. That can severely hamper them for years. Whereas them having that guaranteed revenue in the Premier League keeps them with certain type of players and all that. It can kill teams. I mean, look at Hamilton. They, I mean, they struggled last mm-hmm. year. You wonder when you'll see Hamilton back. Exactly. You might, uh, you might not. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hart spent a few seasons down in the, mm-hmm. down in the championship. Uh, Dundee United as well. So these are big clubs. Uh-huh. It's so big. Um I suppose it does have to come in, mm-hmm. and I suppose nobody's really debating that. But I agree with you. Like I said, I've listened to the podcast, and you have said, "Why mid season? Why mid season? It's crazy." It's but nuts. That's SFA, I suppose, oh, isn't that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a kind of a common theme. Right to finish us up, we're going to go into the podcast now. For people that haven't seen it, it's get involved referee. You can get it on YouTube, or if you like to listen to it, like I do in the car on the way to work or whatever. Then you get it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. I think that you've got yourself in a, I mean, Des speak regularly. I think you've got yourself in a very good market where nobody does this. And you two are very open as people will be able to tell new listening is. Mm-hmm. You're in a very good market for a podcast. What was the thinking behind it? To be perfectly honest, we were totally passive in the, <laughs> uh, in the, the process. Um, it was David that, uh, that runs it. It was him that got in touch. Initially, it was going to be uh, uh, Celtic-related. It was going to be talking about decisions in, in Celtic games. Um, but I think at first, in first cons- uh, conversation, everybody went, nah, mm. let's just... It's a bit petty almost, right. isn't it? Let's nah, just getting everything in our favour nah. all the time, Steve. No, <laughs> <laughs> no one I'm referring. Uh, What's that, another penalty for Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something you never hear very often. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it just made sense to open up and talk about refereeing in uh, in general, good, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I, and and I know, you know, being part of the, used to be part of the fraternity. You know, we'll always have our people's backs. But when it's wrong, mm-hmm. we'll say it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, as, as you've heard tonight, don't mind talking about the uh, the bad that's that's involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, ex- explaining to uh, to people how. We arrived at decisions, mm-hmm. good or bad, and you know, I'll, I'll say, I mean, and I, I didn't send off uh, Kyle Lafferty for a clear red card. Here's why. Mm-hmm. You know, here's here's uh, how it happened. Mm-hmm. I got it wrong, but here's why I, I got it wrong. I think people 
you know, they, can, they can appreciate I it. Wish yeah. refs, I wish refs could talk after a well, game. That's, that, that, that's but, basically yeah. why I think, it, I think the podcast is doing pretty well because we're seeing the sort of human the human side of it now because re- current refs will never be able to be on the show. They won't, like, they, can't, they can't put a comment out. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to get guests on and stuff as it progresses, it won't be any sort of officiating in Scotland and current guys. But what we can do is we can give an explanation, just as we said there, about why we think this happened, this happened, why, and this is what we can do to change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're honest enough that we'll, as you say, look at the good, look at the bad. We're not there to criticise referees. That's that's the that's the first thing. We're there to support them and back them up. It's more of a public interpretation and a public public information service, I would say. Aye, because they kind of come out and talk, at yep. least used to, could maybe give explanation, explanation to what the referee was maybe thinking and their, yep. their thought Absolutely. process behind the decision Aye. they've made. Mm-hmm. I think it's good, man. Uh, it is good. I, 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 I do like it because it's good. It's refreshing for you two guys to come on and ref at the top level and been there and, and 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 be so open and honest about it. And you know, what I mean, I even speak to one of the boys in my work who's he's got a he's got ambitions to make it as a referee. And even though I just sit and talk to him and what I can see him sitting in the fence so many times because. But I'm like, ah, listen, mate, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put a tweet. I've not got a bug or something. I'm going to go there now, Steve, for. For what you say in that, but you just feel, I just feel sometimes it's like he's tiptoeing around. I always go, because I always go into work and I go, what do you think of that decision? And I just put him on the spot and he starts going, well, I, th- I think I can see where the referee's uh, coming for we'll, and this we'll, and that. And we'll I go, we'll back down. just tell us, it's got to go to Ryan. <laughs> tell us, that's that, the end, that, and end of. I think it's good that way because I, I suppose I speak for us too, because we know what it's like in a sense where we've got quite pally with a lot of guys that we cover this level and we do like, a weekly roundup on the fixtures and sometimes we've got to criticize well not criticize maybe not either. sometimes we've got to comment on teams who haven't done well and it's like i like the manager we know him i don't really want to say well i think he's he's got this wrong or his his jacket's in a shaky peg yeah is that sometimes where you feel even though you know just to say it use dax term to blow smoke up your asses i think he's a very honest or it's perceived as being very honest is that something you sometimes find a wee bit i feel like I like this guy and I, he's made a mistake and I don't want to make it worse for him, but I've got a duty on this podcast to say. Uh, no, especially um, because Steve just calls as he sees it, as, just, <laughs> as you've clearly <laughs> seen. Perfectly happy to hold my hands up and say, right, Des made an arse of that decision. Here's why I think he's made an arse of it. Oh, mm-hmm. By the way, did you see the game that I did when I made yeah. an arse of it? I, you know, we're, we're human. We've all been there. We've, yeah. we've all done it. Um, so me coming out and saying to somebody um, that they've, they've made a mistake, I know people will be able to look on uh, on uh, on the internet and find me sending off yeah. Chris Innes for one yellow card. I've I've right. we've all made mistakes, yeah. but it's it's explaining how those mistakes or those decisions uh, are arrived at. Some of the wouldn't name names, but some of the guys can be a bit precious and try and be ab- above criticism. Okay, that's fine, no problem. But we'll tell you the real reason if we think. Somebody's made a made a howler of it. We we've got that platform. We say, well, this is it. But it's all about um, educating the people to say, well, this is why it happened. Yeah. This is this is the reason for it. Uh, so no, I've got. Nobody no... likes. Nobody likes. Nah, no nobody likes either. Like we done like the prediction show, and it's like picking teams who finish in the top three and the bottom three. And although mm-hmm. I've never no come out and ever, I would never come out and slag any team or any any manager or nothing ever, but. Even me just putting teams in, I've had messages after oh, people, and I know stick. people are. Uh-huh. I know people have actually like no happy ways. 
and I'm just like, it's just an opinion on a podcast. You're just putting it out. I'm actually no, I'm actually no slating anybody or hammering anybody, but it's just, it's just you need to put say something, and it's it's it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because like, obviously, you know, Des listens to the podcast and stuff, and it's like we did a production show in this year. We got really good views for what we normally get because people are interested. We don't see anything to upset anybody. Yep. It's just as you pick a team because you think that they might not be as good as our teams and people get offended. But I think you handle that very well and you're quite clear and concise with it. I think it also helps that you have uh, Lindsay Heron who's the most perfect voice for hosting Isn't it? a podcast in the world. I actually was watching one of the podcasts and my wife came down the stairs and went, that host sounds brilliant for a podcast. <laughs> I was like, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, he's, and he's very knowledgeable. He's a, he's a, he's a lovely guy. He's a great guy, and he's so professional. So we went there. I'll do my wee bit of research before I go in. He brought his notes for the first time ever yesterday. Lindsay will just sit there and he'll go through the half hour and he'll just we flick it his phone right and just keeps going, just keeps going. I think, and we have discussed most things before. He's and he can fling a wee curveball in here and there, and we're like need to, need to react. Um, but it's very professional. It's really professional. David McDonald, who 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 runs it, um, he's always in touch with. His, we've actually went and now got a sponsor for it as well. Good. So it seems to be. It seems to go. I think last year, last season, we only done it for what four months or yeah, so. Like that, yeah. Really, just as a sort of dip in the toe into the water. But mm-hmm. this year we've come back and we had a, a sort of meeting during the summer to say, "Well, this is how we're going to go for it this year. This is what we're going to put in place. We're going to try and meet every every Monday or a, a Sunday if we can, and on occasions." And try and let it grow arms and not yeah. grow arms and legs, but just it's always going to be current. It keeps you doing something that you love as well, oh, and talking yeah. about football and talking about decisions and that. And that's something that you have you have done with your career. Do you know what I mean? So it's good as well to keep that keep that going. Yeah, gives I think more players should get a bash. Honestly, more players should get a bash because then you can you maybe see a wee bit more. Huh? What maybe get you you'd maybe understand the referees' decisions a wee you. bit more than what you normally would. I think. Steve alluded to earlier. I think every professional player in Scotland should have some formal form of refereeing mm-hmm. training so that they understand yeah. and get that refreshed every every season. It should be part of their contract. Because think about it, if we work, so if you're working in, in, in medical, I'm a teacher, if we're working in our environments and we don't do it to the standards that our professions expect, we wouldn't be in a job. So how can, these guys are multi-millionaire football players, mm-hmm. other guys who are earning good levels of money as well, they don't know the, the rules, I the think rules they, of their I job. Think, I think some, especially the last couple of years, the rules have changed with some things quite a wee bit as well. So I think that I think that maybe, maybe aye, more awareness aye. should mm-hmm. be made about it, aye, because there's a lot of things, like even for Tonks, I think if people were being honest that are watching this, even the Honboru in the box, what, like, that's what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like, the players even know what's happening because the, the one where it was always if it hits the hand, it's a penalty, uh, and then if, if it's, it's in an unnatural position, position, what is actually what is the actual rule now? You know what I mean? There's probably a lot of people out there that that actually don't know, so it's quite a, mm-hmm. a grey area. <coughs> yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, we we both said it. That's one I, I hate. There was one at the weekend with the St. Martin mm-hmm. Stonewall, uh, mm-hmm. absolute penalty, but I hate it because yeah. guy, there's not Aye, a chance he could get out of the way, mm-hmm. um, but because his hands. Out there, it's a penalty. Everybody's it's needing to tackle now with the horns behind. Aye. Which horns, that's an unnatural that's position. That's unnatural. Going to block it exactly no. when you're. But that's I suppose that's an hard debate. That's how do you enjoy doing the podcast? Thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, I thought it's been a 
I don't mean I good addition to my life because I was like wife and kids and stuff like that. But, but it's, it's been it's been a it's been yeah. a bit of fun, something new. Yeah. Look forward to getting up on the Monday night, catching up with Steve, getting in right, what we're discussing, and it's probably made my enjoyment of football a wee bit more as well. well. It's, it's, it's made I'm me more into it. Paying more, paying more attention to it. Yeah. I'll be honest with yeah. you, I've I've actually really enjoyed this tonight. I've mm. I obviously I hope that people get behind it and get a bash because it's good to have a different perspective on it and have the likes of ourselves that have that have been part of the level that we cover Mace, but also in the senior game and it, and, it, and it's good and refreshing to hear you being mm. open and honest about it because not everybody's heard referees speak last. No. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's I think that that's the the good thing about it, and that's why I've actually enjoyed it because it's it's not been tipped on around about the it's actually just been calling it. No, the way it's been very good. Have, have. It's one of the ones we've ran longer than I expected us to, and that's me. I've left quite a bit out, and I've said had limited notes for this tonight compared to what I normally do. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ones where it's such for us in particular. We're just asking questions that we're interested in because we don't. It's almost a hidden world. You don't get that's to what see. I, that's this. what I said to you when you when we first when we first spoke about this. It's like just come and ask us. I said, there's nothing that's off bounds. Ask us a question. We'll give you an answer. You don't need to agree with it. You mm. Don't need to like it. But it will be an honest opinion, and that's mm. all we can. That's all we. Referees are human. That's what you still say. Referees will go up the road on a, a Saturday night. They will go out and they will have a beer and they will go to mates' houses. We've got pals that are that are, that are normal people. Usually, so. usually, be the same as players. I'd imagine yeah. with referees that. If you go and you have a meal on a Saturday, you're going to go home and you're going to be in a stinker. Mm-hmm. You're going to Absolutely. be in a stinker just like a player. And, like and, and and I think that's what some people, like, ah, for all, I've I've cracked jokes saying I was going to come for the boys. No, that was never going to be the case. But um, the exact same as players, in it? If mm-hmm. I had a meal myself and I've not been road and she's like, what's wrong with you? She's not yep. put it and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, this is just the way I Nobody needs deal to with t- things. Nobody needs that. to tell her if it's a good game uh, or a bad game. You know, you know, know yourself. I used to what I used to do every every after every game when I would go home, I would go for half an hour. I'd just go to the pub, I'd set up a juice, just sit in the corner, read a paper, just decompress just before I went back in. Because if you go straight back into the house and you're in a high pressure and people ask you, your your head'll explode. So I I used to always think I needed a wee half hour, twenty minutes on my own and then back in. The back one in thing the I always think there is as well, but I've never really had many referees saying that they've got it wrong, especially at the level. Oh, They've never things. came out and says, but I suppose I don't know if they're if they're told maybe not to do that. But well, I, like I told come you. up and say, and it, even the next time they see mm-hmm. you and go here. By the way, that last game I got it totally wrong. I've not seen, I've not seen much of that, and I think that that's sometimes with a lot of lot of players and mm-hmm. a lot of managers maybe yes, struggle really. with because it's maybe that's how we put it and invite you onto things like this because I've never. I've never had that even coming through the, the juniors and stuff. If I've made an arse, I'm more Because I know a lot of players go into a dressing room and they'll hold their horns up right mm-hmm. away because when they make a decision and they'll walk into a dressing room and hold their horns up and say, listen, that was my man at the corner or I've I've made the made the error there, do you know what I mean? But I've I can't remember the last time I've walked in after a game and the referee has got a, uh. a cut a decision rang. And they've walked in and never says, listen, I've got that rang in that, but it's never been something that's happened. They'd be able to say either, but think, well, I can't tell this guy. By the way, your team lost three points. Uh, 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 But that's just me. That's that's just on my personal experience. I'm not saying that that's no happen for other people, but I know that that's maybe... I I don't think it happens a lot. I'd be surprised if it happens a lot, but um, I said I'd done it it to Johnny Miller when that was... when his team won the league, thankfully, it wasn't a game changer. But the next machine, I said, By the way, I seen that on YouTube, but that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's laughed to me, thanks. Yeah, that makes yeah. it it makes it easier. But look, genuinely, 
really really enjoyed having you on i really appreciate yeah, you no, up your time for this it's, you uh, it's been brilliant and make sure you go and check out the podcast like i said on youtube get on spotify apple Podcasts, and stuff like that and the guys are great you really enjoy it stick by yeah, it no refs are bad lads no, no. boys and girls well, lads boys and girls because we've got a lot of females watching the program as well but um, maybe change the Dak's opinion on the old referees. We'll see you on Saturday. We'll see you on we'll we'll Saturday. We'll Saturday. Right, everybody. But you, Dallas, my opinion's still the same. Uh, thanks for watching. As always, if you could like the episode and subscribe to the channel, it'd be greatly appreciated. Have a good week. Thank you. Take care. Cheers.